Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. The Match Ball. Hello, welcome to the Matchball Live, uh, brought to you with Levi Solicitors. 10% discount on your legal fees at levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Dan Moylan here with Michael Normanton and Moscow White as well. Daniel Chapman leads for Bournemouth 3. <laughs> Should say as well, website has just fallen over with demand. So what we're going to do is we're putting this one out public and live. Uh, members, we will do you a bonus show through the week as well, an extra show to make up for... Um, well, whatever it is that we're making up for. Server, <laughs> server being shit, website. What we're is apologising for something, but we yeah. don't know what. Yeah, we'll, we'll, fi- we'll figure that the out. The internet's to blame. Yes. Um, so uh, here we are, 4-3. Um, pick the bones out of that one. I I just, I, I don't know what to say about that. It was a lot of what fun. What a preposterous football club. But I think we are still terrible. <laughs> Wait but, but fuck it, never mind. I mean... There's the happiness yeah. we were all looking for. It's just stupid. <laughs> well, it's it? fun. It was dead good fun. It was brilliant. It's the most fun I've had inside Ellen Road for a bit. Last time I'll have fun in there before Christmas as well. So why mm-hmm. not sign off on a... It's just... I don't know. We almost got to do everything. You get to boo Marsh off and then cheer him <laughs> off. So it's the best of both worlds. Because in that start of that second half, we're 3-1 down. I'm like, right, surely you can't survive this. You know, they get they get through to the mm-hmm. World Cup and he gets booted for this because he's pathetic. And then we do that. And we looked... <laughs> and we were well deserving of being 3-1 down as well. Like, it could have been... Th- Three, four, one at half time. There was yeah, that. I really was... like the one where we get let Kiefer Moore just control mm. it on his chest in the six yard box. Yeah, I mean the fact miss com- that Kiefer. Okay, he completely mishit it. Thankfully, but I, I turned away at that point. At the point he chested down, I was like, "Fucking scored!" Turn and, then I, and then as soon as, as I looked down, it was just nestling in Melier's arms. Um, so. yeah. just, he's going to have a great World Cup, old Kiefer Moore. Isn't he? <laughs> just returning to one of our, our favourite themes on this show um, from months and, and weeks past. My uh, my dad left at three one. Deary me. And do you know what I said as he as he exited? He said, I said, I just tapped him on the shoulder and I said, You're gonna miss the comeback. Never leave. Ne- yeah. don't maybe leave five minutes before the end, three one down, not looking like we're gonna score. Maybe. But still, don't risk it. What, what, it's, how much of your day have you already committed to going to football? You've already your dad lives on the east coast. Well, that's it. He's, he's driven just, like an hour and a half. Just stay for another stay for another half hour. Gets home sooner sooner than doesn't he? he? Can get his feet up in front of the old log burner. <laughs> Don't come in the first place if I, you're that I know. if you're that bothered. I know. I think I think just decades of this club have just worn him down to the <laughs> point where nothing can prick the uh, the exterior anymore. Which was the best goal that he missed? Greenwoods. Coopers or Somerville's which one should you regret the most I was right behind Greenwood so I enjoyed that but at that point we were still losing so I was still mm. quite angry but I thought yeah. nice finish but fuck off you know that was kind of my vibe at that moment I mean Somerville's was brilliant it was a beautiful mm. moment and the, the run to go across and little Willie it's great it's his, it? his birthday today isn't it star of the show in many ways I know he didn't score but 
he did, apart from anything else, brilliant, um, brilliant through ball, good run, did lots of other good things with the ball as well. His celebration for the goal is brilliant. You can just see him. He tries to catch Somerville and it sort of misses him. Then as just rolling around on the floor, you can see him. In, it, you can just see him in the background. Confirmed. I've checked Wikipedia. We know that's right. It's his birthday. It's his nineteenth birthday. Yeah. birthday today, little Willie. The other thing he did, which was brilliant, was at the end when it's sort of in the northeast corner, the keeper was trying to take a free kick and he was blocking it. Right, and then right up to the point where the keeper was about to boot it at him to try and get him booked, he sort of ran away from it and pretended he was never going to do it. And it really confused the keeper because he was like. Well, do I kick it at him anyway? <laughs> Even though he's no longer in the way. The so other was good great. thing, he was uh, set down the wing in injury time as well. Everybody was screaming at him. <laughs> corner! Go to the corner! Well, no, there, was, there was the temptation to uh, like to run for another goal because it replicated the way he'd set up the one up for Somerville. And instead, he just slowed everything down and jogged towards the corner. And if that's a 19-year-old, um, as of today, probably got a more sensible head on him than like half the players we've mm. been watching all the time. I remember, I can't remember which game it was, but you know, when it's been at the Jesse's like absolute Nadir, which has been most of the last Palace. three months. Um, but like that week, started thinking about how he gets out of this. And I think it was, I can't remember if it's when Nonto came on against Liverpool before he did anything good. In fact, no, because he came on, he did something good immediately, didn't he? And I think that's when, it doesn't matter when I had the thought. What if, Willie Nonto, Talk about player, it more. Think about it out loud more. more we um, didn't want to sign, ends up saving the season. Mm. Yeah. He transformed that game today, didn't he? I thought. Yeah, well, I think, I, I would say Greenwood probably did more because he scored and then he can actually take corners as well, which was a big help because mm. we've not taken a good corner in what feels like months. And then that one just straight on Cooper's head at the back post. Does which it? doesn't, uh, I was going to say my, I think my favourite goal of them was Cooper's because he has really attacked um, the absolute bastard out of that ball. Attack <laughs> the bastard out of it. It's a, good, a great turn of phrase. Doesn't that penalty feel like a lifetime ago now? <laughs> a, lot, a lot has happened. Let's let's do it Craig David style and re-rewind back to the start. Because that happened, and that happened within 50 seconds, wasn't it? That mm-hmm. was given. And you thought, brilliant. We're finally just going to have one of those days where we get in front and win comfortably. That's the that's what your thought is, isn't it? And then... Did not Absolutely happen. not, no. Did you not? Well, I thought Bournemouth at home, that's a game when you could do that. Yeah, because 1-0 up inside two, three minutes, that then forces them to adapt their plan and start chasing the game. Mm. Worst thing that could have happened. Exactly, that's why I didn't think, (laughs) oh, we'll we'll be home and hose now. That's how it turned out, I mean, but at 1-0, you're naturally going to think, oh, that's good, we've made a positive start, we've got the goal on the board that we always talk about, if we score early, scoring close to us. Like against Fulham. Yeah, exactly that. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. It was a nice start, but no. Don't you pretend you had wisdom about this, Moscow. Everyone in that, in that stadium thought, oh, relief. relief. Well, I put another five runners at 2-1 down. I wish you'd done it at 3-1. But that's um, <laughs> force of habit is I always chase the loss. <laughs> Which is a great great model for any kids watching. Yeah, anybody uh, don't take gambling advice from anybody unless it's don't do it. So that happened, right? So we're 1-0 up inside, like, took like a minute for the penalty to get taken, didn't it, was, it? Well, it was a lovely, um, it was good. Somerville took the ball down from a Bournemouth player chesting it to him, which was nice. And then... Um, it's a great little lob over the top from Brendan Aronson and then run, run, run and then who is he? He was uh, Senezi. Stupid. Just barged him over. It was just a bad, it wasn't even like a bad tackle or a ridiculous foul or anything. Just stupid dumbness mm. um, and I was glad we got the penalty for it and then yeah, good penalty. <laughs> In the comments on YouTube, Perlo's Beard asks, 
Remember the bit where they had two players through on goal and our only defender was Somerville and it took a two-footed lunge from Melier to prevent another Bournemouth goal? Ah, oh, good times. It was exactly what happened against Fulham. We had a corner and then like five seconds later they were through on goal and you were like, can we just stop doing this, please? Our, Something is set up wrong if that has happened in two games in a row. Our, oh, two um, out of three. our defending shit, isn't it? <laughs> it's fucking abysmal. It was absolutely ridiculous. Things like that are out of choice though, aren't they? That's the weird thing is we decide to put all 11 players into the penalty area and just like some of the lift they break, you're the one to try and get back. It's a choice. <laughs> yeah, it was like Ad- Adams and Somerville are the furthest two back and you contrast it with the way that Leeds used to get back under Bielsa where you would, you would see everybody, like seven men bombing back. Mm. Like, Why aren't you all running more? Oh, Jesus. I mean, the defending in general though is just atrocious. The, the number of times they hit, I mean, it happened in the second half as well, the ball that goes in behind the fullback that a team gets at least one chance every single game from. That happened in the second half and they put it wide, they dragged it wide. Didn't well, they, they scored in... from it in the first half. Yeah. From uh, Tavernier, I don't know why Rasmus Christensen tried to um, block him the way he did, but he seemed to decide, it's like, if I go really slowly but try to like nudge him, that will stop him. Whereas Tavernier's just like, I think I'll just run, if that's all right, and run on the ball. Should um, Melier have come out the for that one? one? No. No? I wasn't, I, I wasn't sure if he should have... They were all sort of arguing with themselves. There was, I noticed after every... Bournemouth goal there was an awful lot of argument it's a little bit of a habit after um, of every kind of player in that situation if the winger or the fullback in this situation gets around you um, from a, a long ball over the top and you've been beaten the next thing you'll do is you go you should have come out for that <laughs> no I, th- I thought that's why I didn't run is I thought you'd be out and then the keeper will say me no I mean for, for loads of that game I mean, I'm in a really weird kind of I can't a really weird frame of mind I can't pick it apart because objectively, I've just had a brilliant time watching us win 4-3. But the other part of my brain, the logical part of my brain is going, the tactics are awful. Defensively, we're awful. And yet, I've had a really good day. But is I guess not... Yeah, football. seven goals. I and mean, if we win every game 4-3 between now and the end of the season, it's going to be one of the greatest Premier League title wins of all time. Like, you know, we just we were crap going forward. Nobody could get... I mean, you saw the worst it's of penis ball. Saw the, saw the worst of penis ball. And then suddenly, everything just started working. They all found, like, this extra... Bringing this step, you know, when Marsh said the other, other week about, um, maybe it was the other month that I can't remember, about look, a team looking like it was just waiting to lose. There was that air about it again. And then suddenly, when we got that second goal back when Greenwood scored, that was Greenwood, wasn't it, too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, they all just woke up and then like they, they believed they could do it. And you just saw the momentum swing. It's just football's mad, isn't it? What, what were you thinking when he brought Greenwood on? Because I thought when he, he was Greenwood and Nonto, they didn't come on at the same time, did they? But they came on in fairly quick succession. And I was thinking, fucking hell, this is a this is like last roll of the dice stuff, bringing a couple of kids on yeah. to try it and to be like, can, it turns out, can, can, one of, can one of you just go and fix this? And it turned out they both did. But I was thinking, I don't know, not that Harrison was doing anything and I've had Rodrigo off probably sooner than he, than he mm. took him off. But um, Harrison in the first half was doing his um, thing. He, he gets into a trap sometimes of trying too hard. Um, but what, and again, it was, I don't think the tactics help him when he gets into that mood because what everything he's trying to do is pull off these really precise passes on the right-hand side of the pitch where the ball is, where there are 20 players, and then on the other side of the pitch, there's nobody. He'll look and go, can I pass out? God, and so no. And instead, he has to play like... Some of the situations we get into on the ball are like the things that he used to... Clips of Guardiola's Barcelona used to go around where they'd all like ping 10 passes off mm. each other around six players in about 20 yards of space. And then you'd go, oh, wow, how did they get out of that? But we get into that position and it's like Liam Cooper passes to Pascal Stroy. And <laughs> yeah. it's like, no, lads, no. I was going to say, because I mentioned on the Phil Hayshaw, I went to see Man City for the week at the Champions League game. Um, just to see, you know, why are they so good? And we're not like, we're not watching football without any pressure attached to it. Just to feel something different. 
like yeah. using using the left hand. But the, yeah, but the, yeah, exactly. The weird thing was that I felt nothing. I felt absolutely nothing from it. But it seemed like most of the crowd felt nothing, even when they were winning. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a conversation for a different day. But I kind of came away from it thinking, do you know what um, the difference is? Like they've just got loads of good, better, good players, better players than us mm-hmm. in every position. Like there were points when in that first half, when I mean, passes were just going astray. You know, like Somerville had laid back to whoever was behind him. At Cock that was point. weird today, wasn't he? And, and they're just like the, the balls are just like slightly under hit, over hit. Not quite there. Like when I watched Man City through the week, they were just pinging passes exactly perfectly. Um, and I thought, ah, oh, that's the difference. It's a fifty million pound footballer mm-hmm. in every position. Mm-hmm. That's that's the difference between them and us. It's... But did you notice Cock today? He just seemed to constantly misjudge passes. Like he, he they were always just off his toe. Like he was, yeah. he always thought, oh, I've got this, and then it got to him, and he was like, oh fuck. I it's a bit, it's a bit further in front than I thought. He was mostly fine, but when he managed to do two mistakes in a minute, mm. that it all was part of one thing on the halfway, where he was like, he gave the ball away, got it back, well. Like, you wow, that was close, and he just gave it to them again. Like, Robin, <laughs> have you had a bet? Um, he, had although, a bang, he did have a bang to the head, though. He did, and yeah, so the elbow on that. Let's see, because I had a look on the little television, and more. It's hard to tell because it's not a big swinging elbow, but it's um, and more has made sure that he's not. How I feel about it is, I think Kiefer Moore is quite a canny character, so he's not looked at him and gone like mm, mm. I think I'll get my elbow here and but he knows swing roughly it. where his head will be but he knows roughly where his head will be and he knows that if his arm is like here he doesn't need to do this to do any damage he needs to just be like <laughs> so there's that little it's an enjoyable bit of, video uh, reenactment for anyone there's a little bit of an edge <laughs> where I feel like even more kind of knew what he was about in that situation mm. um, but there was no swinging arm there was no like big Smash in the face or anything. Big industrial elbow or anything. But it was telling that uh, Rodrigo was straight over to the fourth officials saying that was an elbow and Robin Cock was not having any of the apology that he was going over the sidelines and saying, he was laughing and slapping his elbow saying, look, if you didn't think that was a, um, worth um, something, because he didn't even get booked for it, did he? I noticed the ref didn't stop playing, did he? Because they played no. on and and, nearly, and then in the... And I wondered at that point whether VAR in for a penalty as well. Well, yeah. And now there were two header injuries we had in the first half that he didn't stop play for. And then as soon as they had one in the second half, he stopped when we were breaking. I thought, fuck off. <laughs> what are you doing? This is Mr. Tony Harrington. Oh. I don't really know much about. Oh, there you go. The poet. No, not him. No. Harrison. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear me. What a, what a stupid day. What a brilliant, a brilliant ending that. And, so then, um, <laughs> well, we got as far as, I mean, we've not even Where talked about we? their first goal. I can't remember the uh, first goal. I, was, I think I was thinking of the second goal. The, the first, first goal, one was when it, it was the usual goal, wasn't it? That goes over to the man who's spare at the far post. Was well, it that one? Yeah, it was crossed from the right, and then Robin Cock has made a good defensive header. But as the ball has come in from the right, uh, Christensen has moved into the six-yard box, and then Robin Cock has got his defensive header on it and headed it to the back post where Christensen is not anymore, where Tavernier right. is, and he volleys it in. So we always seem to be shortchanged mm. there. At the back post, mm. it's always, like, it is always the back. There is always a man over. And it the always back seems post. to be, uh, that goal at Leicester. Yeah, it always seems to be Christensen going like, right, I have to move in here, and then whatever happens, happens. That's why um, when, when we're actually protecting Lee, we bring Luke Ailing on, so there are two people there. Yeah, and then, <laughs> it just seems yeah. to be the basic plan. But I think, um, yeah, that's maybe we should just start trying to make sure there are people there from mm. the start of games because it's costing us quite quite dearly. But yeah, there, then, was, there was another time they got down in down the right. Um, this was it on the road. I can't remember now. Can't remember which half it was. It was in front of me, I think. <laughs> but there's another time where that's they were, the first half. That's the first half. Yeah. So it was they were in. Yeah. And it was crossing the back post. And I was thinking, if if it gets to the back post here, they once again have a free header. But I yeah. think as as it was, it was cut out. But 
Fucking hell. And the second goal, one of the nice, well, not nice, but one of the the funny things about the second goal, I'm not seeing what his starting position is, but um, there's a good replay of it where, um, obviously, so it's a long ball over the top and Tavernier beats Rasmus Christensen all day, has his shot, which is saved, and then passes it to Billing, who is coming in. Mm. And you can just see as Billing is like, crashes it in the top corner, which is a really good finish. Um, Rock Mm. sort of chasing after him like, um, with the step toe and some theme music playing <laughs> as he's gradually trundling into shot. And I need to see where, like how close he was to Billing when all that started because, um, yeah, stopping a runner from midfield in that situation would have been helpful to keep us at 2-1. 3-1. Was that the one where he ran through from midfield? Was it to the edge of the box? That one, is that the one we're thinking yeah, of? And yeah, smash yeah, yeah, And then 3-1 is they just just ran down the side of the pitch and scored. Do you, do you find, yeah, and it was, it was a good note, finish actually when he, he kind of back heeled it in, didn't he? Like he let yeah. it run across his body. My, no, you, my notes for the third goal, just for 48, in down right, cross, goal, wank. <laughs> just, was that just what you did? No, no. Is it, do, you, do you find like, um, when the opposition are coming through, like you, and we can see these goals, that you can see them coming a mile off. Like you think, you think, why has nobody got him? Well, it's and just then, really simple. Yeah. Teams just score really simple goals against us, it feels like this season. There's not, like, sometimes a, they play Man City or whatever. Occasionally they'll score a goal where they'll carve something out beautifully. There'll be threaded passes. There'll be complicated ins of play. There'll be a little dummy run. Someone will step over a ball. It's just a real basic ball to the back post and you score yeah. against us. Is what is why it's, I think that's half the frustration. Of Manchester it. City always look like they have to work really hard to get a player free. Mm. Whereas in our case, just like have two, just go in the box, have two on one side, and Rasmus Christensen can't mark you both. It's like, what, so it's what fine. why don't we like go touch tight when we're marking, uh, marking and things like that? It's because just... that was forbidden. We're not allowed <laughs> no. to man mark anymore, were we? So that's we've true. gone, we've gone miles the other way. We're just not marking anybody at all. Well, but like in the zonal marking, where you're supposed to like. Like still defend. You still take it up with Jesse. You still meant to have someone in the zones. I think is the idea with zonal yeah. marking. You don't just. Well, we're not marking that. We don't mark that zone. Yeah, no, no, no. We don't. No, he's he's a man. We're not going to mark him. We're just going to mark the space. Exactly. Well, it's it's how we've ended up just a complete 180 over the other other end. Would you still sack Jesse? Well, I don't know because the other he's, thing. Yes, uh, laughing because I think I still probably would. Because the other thing with this is like we were told in like related to the marking thing, which I'm being flippant about but we were told as well that this style of football was going to be a very easy natural progression from everything that we used to mm. do so it won't be difficult and yet he was still talking on Thursday of like this dead like there are supposed to be three options when we attack A, B and C of how we go vertical but they only ever pick A and I can't get them to do B and C and it's like Jesse you've been here now since March and I know it can take like not everybody can put a style of play in place perfectly within six weeks but you were supposed to have the advantage of just being able to just make a few tweaks and then we're going to transform into everything he wants to do. And if he can't, one, he can't get us to mark defensively in a way that stops us from shipping three to Bournemouth and then can't get us to attack more than one way. Like he's managed to get the one, one, but can't hasn't got round yet or hasn't managed to build up yet two and three. Even when we had a month off with everybody as well, it does make you wonder at what point he, he is actually going to coach this team into doing the things he actually fully wants that, to that do. That is the worrying aspect of it, isn't it? But, I mean, I guess we've got sidetracked on a, when, I don't know. Well, we it, had to it, sum it, up all their goals and now we yeah, can talk about ours, so, which so, was so, brilliant. So that's the bigger problem, which still needs to be addressed. Because my, my worry with Marsh was, he's all vibes and no tactics. And I feel like I've seen that again today, but it's good. 
and I'm and it's confusing me. Like I've got so many like opposite thoughts just mm. firing off against one another. Every but, still be made improved us. Yeah. So it yeah. got they got those aspects of it right, but, but every still be made was a bit like Sam. But try some. Well, got any ideas? I feel like that is the uh, yeah. Jo- Joffy. I feel like that's the thing. We change personnel, but the ideas don't seem to change particularly. Yeah. It's just like you go on and do your own, do that in your own way, and maybe but, something different. Well, we're, talk- we're talking about the style of football. And, you know, what we were saying about this scoring in bursts, and you kind of broke it down a little bit in the last couple of weeks, Moscow, that, is, you know, the tactics are about when you get in front, you then score again and again, you know, like in, yeah, in these little looks. bursts, because he was talking about that. And that's basically what we did. We, we, mm. we rode that wave and just kept, we kept scoring after we'd let them score loads. Yeah, and we scored more, and score loads. And we scored more than them and we won. I mean, Bournemouth, <laughs> Bournemouth do have um, do have form for this kind of thing because they went two yeah. up against Spurs and lost, didn't they, last week? Good. So another thing, they they are a team that that do appear to panic a bit when they're in the league. Let's turn it into praise for us though, because they got themselves into the perfect position where of um, even after going behind. So it's sort of well done to them, I suppose, of getting ahead and then being uh, able to I suppose pack the defence (laughs) and time waste, which has been the thing that everybody from Leicester to Crew have made it really difficult for us to do all season. And despite that, we managed to score the three goals through that that we needed to win. And um, so the substitutions, it's hard to know whether it's like, um, you know, if I bring Greenwood on here, I think he'll score from 25 yards into the top corner. It would be amazing. Or if they are just a little bit, let's just hope Greenwood can do. But he is a, a more mobile player than Mark Rock has got the beautiful left foot. Sam Greenwood's got the, the running and two beautiful feet. And that goal is great. Like, I, I prefer Coopers for the sheer, just kind of full strength. Attack, um, attack it like a it. bastard. Mm. Mm. But the way Greenwood sees that ball coming towards him and sets himself as if he's, it's a golf shot that he's playing. Yeah, there's a, there's a really good description. He just kind of, he almost just like thought, stop, what I'm going to do is I'm going to stop and I'm just going to put this in the Reminded net. Reminded me of um, Rafinha's against Everton mm. last season. That was and, from a similar yeah, sort of spot. Yeah, yeah. And it will all remind anyone who's seen Greenwood's goals in the mm. under 23s, now 21s. Um, of how he does that. He has done that a lot. And it's good when someone does something in the first team that they sort of made their name for in the under 23s. So hopefully Joffrey will score from halfway at some point. So yes. That would be nice. But it was a very Sam Greenwood scoring a very Sam Greenwood goal is a good thing for Sam Greenwood and for us. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So that was, was that, that was two, three. It was. Super duper Liam Cooper, who kept getting turned and having people running past him, uh, Scott the Equalizer. It's his life. He's <laughs> got the equaliser there. We know what he's like. And yeah, and it's a great equaliser. That was the Sam Greenwood corner as well. So Greenwood has, I know Somerville will be the headline act and Nonto was getting his name sung, but Greenwood has uh, come on and sort of done all, the, done all the stuff you, Mark Rocker should technically be doing, but he doesn't mm-hmm. seem able to do for more than an hour. And then when he does, um, I wonder if on that second Bournemouth goal, if Sam Greenwood would have got back faster and stopped it from being banged into the top corner. But that's just speculation so the subs worked the tactics worked but only once we were three one down mm. yeah <laughs> fighting just, back and then not, wait, but absolute, it, absolute credit to him for that as the well the thing is they're know, not I mean, you can, the Somerville one is a chance created but I suppose you look at the others and it's it's all sort of chaos goals aren't they like Somerville's against Liverpool was just a ball that Patrick Bamford miscontrols and we, we score from we'll him we've created that though by putting no, the did, cross but, in no, but I'm, yeah I suppose so on that one but it's just like the Greenwood one it's just a ball that's come loose and he's scored and then a penalty and then, um, what was the other one? A set piece. So it's a, a corner piece, yeah. placed by Sam Greenwood right onto the 50 pence of Liam Cooper's but head. I feel like we're in open play, I don't feel like we're really carving much out. Like until until we until Sam Greenwood scored, did we had another shot on target? Oh, I don't know. I felt like we I felt like we didn't have any shots. <laughs> we didn't t- test the keeper at all. We just kept so scoring. We instead of shooting, would you like we just kept give, scoring. Would you like to give Bournemouth all the goals back? <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll be out. You'll be outside the Civic Hall tomorrow with a big banner saying "Bournemouth was sorry." You can have a. We'll we'll have the. Um, are we having the penalty? Can we? Ha- no, you don't want the penalty. Oh, it's a long way back. It's to a three-one it win. Well. A three-one win to Bournemouth because only our stunning eighty-third-minute goal counts. But even that, I mean, would we have scored that if Bournemouth hadn't been attacking a corner so much? Mm. So maybe we shouldn't just have that either. <laughs> well, I think the it was a free kick, which I didn't think was a free kick as well. Okay. Um, the ref shouldn't have given us them that free kick. Well, was we won, it not a free scored. kick? Uh, I think to, uh, Tyler Adams, I thought he got the ball. It's a bloody long way from where I sit, to be fair, so I have no idea. But I was cross about it at the time. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was cross about it at the time and then we scored about a minute later, so I was like, ah, good. There was a good Five. Tyler Adams moment that people will have to try and find on the footage later. It's picked up on a replay. That um, uh, Their substitute who came on, who had a name like a sitcom, Jack, uh, if you put and, if his middle name is and, then Jack and Stacy should be on the television and they brought him on and he immediately had a shot just ran past Stroke and had a shot that mm. should have won the match um, he fouled Tyler Adams uh, quite badly and then there was no card and then there's a um, as he's walking past Adams it's um, quite a quiet quite a low key he just goes fuck you <laughs> <laughs> I think we were caught on camera wasn't yeah, there's, clips, there's, there's clips doing the rounds I'm not surprised he looked he was immediately like that's the new Rodrigo shrug um, people uh, in the comments pointing out we had four, we did have four shots on target and we scored them all. There you go, 100% I mean, efficiency. Efficiency, brilliant. That is good. I mean, that's how Bournemouth are high in the, the table is there. Good and actually, yeah. yeah, so for other chances, there was uh, Rodrigo cut in from the mm. right and he could have passed it. I know Brendan really wanted it. 
and somebody else was running in on that side as well. But it did just, it like, from the angle he was looking at, the corner opened up of the goal, the far corner. And if he hadn't ballooned, in, ballooned it into the cop, it was a really tempting opportunity. Mm. Um, so you couldn't really fault him for having a shot then. So that was all right. Uh, Brendan had a shot that got deflected and went over. And I think that was the corner we scored from. Um, I really like Tyler Adams, can I just say, by the way, because he's tweeted out um, somebody who's posted a picture of, you know, when you get like on the um, the Apple Watch or whatever, it's a loud environment warning. Sound sound levels just hit 95 decibels. Just 10 minutes at this level can cause temporary hearing loss. And uh, Tyler Adams has, sent, uh, has um, tweeted out saying, sounds about right. It was he, he loves it, doesn't he? And then uh, augmented by fireworks as well. Yes. Yeah, just what a day. Absolutely exhausted day. So, so wait, have we arrived at 4-3 yet? Well, we've not really talked about the fourth goal, but no. Wilf sprints with the ball from their attacking free kick and is, well, he's very good, isn't he? Mm. And then his through ball to Somerville is very good. And then Somerville does what you want Pat Bamford to do all the time, which is absolutely storm into the penalty area and crash the ball into the back of the net while the keeper's coming out to break you. Don't, don't. I was going to say, we, we, we were walking down, uh, Michael caught up with me when we were walking back down here and we said, I wonder what Bamford had done there. Trying to get it onto his left foot, bless him. Well, he's... he's With his damaged hip He's now. broken his hip taking a penalty, uh, so... Well, you, you just, it's just the thing you think... Did, they like, didn't oh, say scoring him. a penalty, did they? They just no. taking... But he, he t- didn't he take that well and... Did you feel like at 3-3 you thought we're going to do this? Or were you still thinking know, it was in the I balance? Felt, I felt there was a chance in it for them as well. I, did, I don't know. I thought it could, even at 4-3, I was thinking there's probably one more opportunity for them, which I don't think there actually was well, at that point. 3-3 is when Jack Stacey came on and yeah. had his, uh, his shot. So Such we did a Bournemouth a, name, in it, Jack Stacey? It is. We had a great... Uh, <laughs> I thought that when he, when he came on, yeah. A great shot at losing it that way. Um, and then it was pretty much pretty soon after that. Well, no, 10 minutes. <laughs> what a week so but there wasn't a lot happening yeah three goals in three games I think it's uh, let's have a look LUFC data on Twitter uh, saying that he has become the youngest player at 21 years and six days to score in three consecutive Premier League games for Leeds since Alan Smith blah 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 scum bastards and they brought on someone called Rothwell didn't they they did <laughs> so uh, there you go. Joe, Joe Rothwell there was, uh, there's, it's worth mentioning um, uh, because people won't be happy about it, Rodrigo's massive strop, which was hilarious. I didn't see that, because he went off right by the cop, didn't he? Because mm. it was the nearest exit. And he stored it all the way around. And I, I don't have a... He threw his coat at the end, and I don't... Coat abuse is fine. But the way he uh, <laughs> um, sort of staunchly ignored all of the West Stand, clapping him off and going, well done, Rodrigo, well done. He's like, no, I have no acknowledgement, any of that. And then uh, refused to shake hands with... Um, Jesse was kind of like a that, and then he got his coat, wanged it down the tunnel, um, and then threw himself into the dugout. Not the behaviour of somebody that should be in the leadership group. But then, when the uh, equalisers, uh, not when the winner was scored, he's one of the people comes absolutely charging out, and as Somerville slides one way, he slides on his knees towards him, and I think he might have clotheslined him. <laughs> oh, Rodrigo? Yes. But in like a really good way. Right. And there was a shot at the end, um, obviously Jesse Marsh, went around the pitch at the end looking like probably the drunkest sober man um, <laughs> He's got the acid wash jeggings on again today. Yeah, and he was fully like, um, he's going to go and like punch a mirror or something. Um, <laughs> and But him and Rodrigo were, were walking in front of the East Stand, like arms around each other, gripping each other, like fucking men, doing men's stuff and having like a real man time. See so the, comment, like, the post-match comments... Um, recognises that winning dramatically is the Leeds way, but does not want the manic nature of these performances to continue. 
wants to make it simpler. Um, that's uh, Popey saying that. Uh, we always want to be on the front foot and be the aggressor. Yes, I, I hope it doesn't continue this way. Yeah. <laughs> what, what was the name I of the guy? I think it was, was it not Somerville who sang that? What was the name of the guy who had the, um, <laughs> who's had the bloody heart attack and the stroke and everything? Last week he was appealing. He was 36, not 26. Last week yeah. he was appealing for calm, wasn't he? Yeah. And he's now 56. <laughs> Jesus. Poor fella. But let's just talk. Um, Duncan Hamilton, by the way, in the comments here, saying uh, did enjoy Lewis Cook literally running out of the way for the fourth goal. So thank you, Lewis, for your assistance there. I didn't notice that. His, his ass has grown out, Lewis Cook. I noticed that today. Very big, very big ass on him now. Never used to have that at Leeds. So we're we're on the fourth one, are we now? We're we're on fourth rate. I think how, we've put the fourth. How one. how did you celebrate that particular moment? Yeah, I'm sure you were very calm and measured, Moscow as you normally are. Yeah, very civilized gentleman. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just well, not, not applauding doesn't make too much noise. <laughs> well, I'd, I'd like to thank the whoever is responsible for putting the safe standard in actually because oh, is the, that one of your seats? Um, is... No, I'm. It's the row behind me, is the so it meant normally a goal like that you sort of get people fall on you. Not today. So it saved my uh, it saved my neck, but it was uh, yeah it was great. Just leap it out. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. That's just all hugging everybody. <laughs> Fucking hell! Fucking hell! Just what a moment! What a brilliant moment! And it reminds me, you know, um, the four three derby nineteen ninety seven mm. going absolutely bananas late on again. What, what what minute did we even score that winning goal? Eighty three. Bloody hell! Actually, quite because there were five minutes added on as well. Seven, it's actually, quite a long, 12, long game left. Twelve minutes yeah. left after that, and we had, we managed it. That's same before about Wolfie mm-hmm. did really great. Like some of the management of um, of that was really good. He's and, a really uh, good. He's a good footballer, isn't he? His little Willie Joffy did well in the other corner. Um, yes, he did when he the Bournemouth player thought he got the ball off him and he just extended his leg a little bit and was like, "No, I'm having it back." I feel like I'm gonna have to watch Leave this one back here. to know what happened. Really, I just watched second half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe skip to two and a half minutes. I'll watch the highlights of the first and yeah. then all the second, maybe. Mm. Yeah. Oh, God. I bet the South Stand was good today because that reaction as well. It's so good when you have a comeback and you've got the away fans who've been giving you yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Because they'll have been... Leads are falling apart again. Yeah. There's got... a, number, a number of people have actually mentioned in the comments that they weren't entirely comfortable with Leeds singing it at the moment that they no, did. I, did, I didn't yeah. like it at that <laughs> Tempting point. fate and all that. But yeah, it's, it's, it's nothing better than having a having a people singing at you when they've been winning 3-1 yeah. and you get to fucking throw it straight back at them. And you know, I mean, we've been in that situation as well. Oh God, And yeah. you, you know, there's just, you've got to stand there and take it. It's, it's horrible. It's magic, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it's, it's magic it's a, when you're on the side of it, I mean. It's the best thing when you're dishing out and it's the absolute <laughs> fucking pits when you got to just sit and, sit and take it. So. Um, Chris Toft is saying in the comments that he saw you before the game and you said we'd win 4-0. Is that correct, Michael? Um, you were half, you're half not, right. That's not, I don't think I said. I think he may have said four 0 and I might have reluctantly agreed with him. Google <laughs> Google Maps says it's a four hour fifteen minute drive. Ooh, that's a bummer, isn't it? For like you know, as we were coming around to half <laughs> half time, there were yeah. booze in that stadium, and then mm-hmm. it got to three one just after uh, half time, and you thought this is right on the verge of mm. flipping again, but by the end. It was absolutely rocking, and I, yeah. I just loved that. It was proper adrenaline time. The crowd really turned with that Greenwood goal, actually, because mm. I, I don't think there was an awful lot of belief to that point. I think people were accepting we were losing. Well, these you know goals change matches, don't they? Yeah, yeah. isn't it, I mean, it just funny that just doing that, like a guy picking it up, putting it in the net, suddenly it changes the entire momentum of it, like a, a full pendulum swing. Mm. It's funny. What do we do now? <laughs> I don't- don't know. We got Wolves on Wednesday, don't we? And then oh, Tottenham, about that. and then it's all over. We'll we'll, we'll beat Wolves. We'll beat, yeah. Tottenham. we'll beat Tottenham. Well, this is it. Well, Wolves is our path into Europe. And then <laughs> uh, Spurs is our path to, I don't know, what do we do? 
We're only three points off the relegation zone still. That's it. That seems unfair. I feel, no. like, I feel like we should be further further away from it after winning twice in a week. Very, How many points are we off the Champions League qualification? <laughs> I will look. I think, we're, I think we're six points off Europe. I'll tell you now. Right. Okay. I saw someone we're saying that. Refresh the league table. But, I mean, that's the, that's the 12th. The, that's the conference. Christ. Yeah. We're 12th. Um, so but we've, we've pushed us in this week. Has pu- we've very much pushed ourselves into that middle group, haven't we? That's the thing. Yes. Whereas it felt yeah. like for a time we were very much in the Wolves and Forest group. Where's the, what's the lowest we can finish now before? Uh, the World Cup. Well, I don't know. I don't know who's playing who, but well, we're. Oh yeah, we've put a five-point gap between like Wolves and and Forest at the bottom two. They're both on ten points, and we're five points off that. Then you get to, getting into 12, 12, 13, 14, 14, 14, 15. We are. Yeah, it's all it's all very tight. I mean, the, between eighteenth and ninth, you've got four points. So it's it's ludicrously tight. Really, is that yeah. whole that whole section? So we'll be six points out of nine. Like including Spurs in that, so assuming nothing happens there, but without anything happening there, six points out of nine, um, that has to keep him in his job, really, doesn't it? I and didn't then dare we've got to the, dream uh, of six points. Well, if well, when we go to Spurs and win, that'll be nine out of nine. Yeah, even better. And then we've got five weeks, one of which will be a holiday, and then a month before we play Manchester City to try and fucking sort this out, mm. isn't it? Then do all this, like all the stuff that he's not managed to do so far has to be done before we play Manchester City. Um, and Because the games after that, unless there's going to be, um, I don't know, another pandemic or some whatever's going to stop a season from now. But the, the idea at the moment is that after we come back after Christmas, is it's just constant until the end of May, isn't it? So there's no breaks, no messing about, no chances to kind of, oh, we need a reset, we need some time to get together. It's just um, these guys really need to know what they're doing. Um by that time because there's still we can't need to score four goals in every game <laughs> but to be not, fair though it's not sustainable we, we didn't need to score we're exactly where we were we didn't need to score four times against Liverpool to win it did we twice no, was enough no that's true um, we are exactly where we were what? when we had Steve Nicol moaning that oh it's not sustainable trying to come in and got three goal starts the other team you can't be doing it nothing's changed what a day you know even the even the bad and it was really bad um 45 minutes of football that occurred or even more that occurred between the penalty and Sam Greenwood's goal. It it was, a, that made the good bits better, mm-hmm. I think. So did beating, uh, losing to Leicester and Fulham made Liverpool better. So just got to treat everything like that. Every, every knockback. Do you know what it is? It's a little precursor to a happier thing that's going to happen soon. Oh, well, it's, it's because we still that's, that's like a really badly written Instagram stick that on a sunset on a sunset yeah I will be going around everybody's kitchen and stenciling that on the walls between now and the end of the I year think, I think what, what's confusing with like and today I guess is, is almost like a microcosm of the season is that there was so much good stuff towards the end that followed so much bad stuff mm. and we still don't know what this season's about do we? no we've seen, we've, we've seen the worst of Marsh's football but then we've seen the best of it and today we've seen both of those things in in one go. If you if you did know what this season was about, I would probably try to drown you. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. you were a witch. It, but it was supposed to just be a nice stable trot towards mid table, and they're trying to goddamn kill us, aren't they? What a football club! Would you have it any other way? Um, <laughs> so sometimes nice three 0 would have been good today. It back, was great fun, though. But returning fair, back to so. my to my visit to Man City at the, through the week, I came away from that thinking, do you know what? I'm really glad I'm a Leeds fan. Because they do like a before the Champions League games, they do a big laser show with fire, well, not fireworks, with um, there's lasers on the roof, and they spell out like the names of the players on the pitch and stuff like that. Yeah, it looks really, really good as a spectacle. And um, I took my lad Sam came with us. And he went, oh, that's that's good. 
And I, I said to him, I said, I'm so glad they don't do it at Leeds. He went, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like kind of good to see it here, but you won't want it at your club because it's just razzmatazz and we are pure grit, pure beast and grit. Um, and I did come away from it just thinking, I'm so glad, like, I am a Leeds fan. You know, if that, if that, if that was like herbal sleeping tablets, then we are the heroin, aren't we? <laughs> Yeah, but it doesn't ultimately, ultimately Sp- spiral energy. kill you yeah. quite often. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah, that's that's true. Yeah. So stick with the heroin, kids. No, don't don't even start it. Would be my advice. But <sighs> Christ, if, if, it's <laughs> the the line between a win and a loss is so thin at the moment, isn't yeah, it? That's yeah. the thing. It, it this week could have gone so much differently um, were it not for. You know the fact that going back to the opening goal at Liverpool as well. Ridiculous when you think back to it. So much has happened this week. Just, we should all calm down. <laughs> John's asking, am I expensing this Man City ticket, Dan? You seem to be seeking a lot of mileage from it. No, it just I just found it very, 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 I'm not, I paid for it myself. Uh, I just found it very, very informative as, a, as an ex- experience to watch a football match without the stress and talk about a counterpoint to today. Mm. Like, it was, I could have dozed off in my seat. You know, it was just so sterile when they, I was at Man City. But then to, today, I was like, it was like, I'm alive! Alive! Wild. Yeah. City did score in the last stoppage time to win with 10 men today. Do you know who got sent off? Um, yes, it was Consuelo. <laughs> there we go. And then the um, the goal scorer was also inevitable. So I don't know, I wonder how they've gone with their like last minute winner. If it's just a bit inevitable when it's Haaland, if it's just like it's too predictable to be enjoyable. Was it Haaland? Of course it was Haaland. Yeah, yeah I mean, there's, there's no jeopardy. That's the thing. There's no jeopardy. Well, they had to bring Pat, him off the bench. Get Pat so Bamford taking some penalties. There you want a bit, you want a bit of jeopardy. Or Junior Firpo or any of the people who missed. But the genuineness, there's no, no real jeopardy at, Ful- uh, at Fulham, at Man City. Because even when they went 1-0 down in that game against Sevilla, like, it's like they'll, they'll probably bring on Kevin De Bruyne and win it. And they mm. did. They did exactly that. There's there's no danger. There's no Sam Greenwood, is he? I mean, like, you're in he's danger not. of your, your life ending every time you go to Ellen Road. <laughs> Like Man City just sit, it's like an Eden at the theatre. <sighs> We're horrible, aren't we? That's what the Bournemouth fans are saying on Twitter. Good. <laughs> Which is funny. Long way home, isn't it? Yeah. It's a long way home. Um, let's wrap it up. Uh, just, and again, uh, it's hilarious listening to you three guys talk about winning when they just want to lose so Jesse gets sacked. Oh, fuck off. That's <laughs> absolutely not. Don't nonsense. tell our subscribers to fuck off, Daniel. No, this is a free for all. Oh, okay. We absolutely do not want us to lose. No, not at all. It's but like, it you, would be... you can't pretend that the first half was good. No. The second half was brilliant and it's been an amazing day. And like much like the Liverpool game, we can be thankful to Marsh for delivering us a brilliant day. But you can't ignore all the bad stuff as well because, you know, you've got to keep an eye on it, haven't you? I'm still really worried about this season. But you're worried anyway. Um, yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, that's true. But I, I, I do, I suppose I'm worried at, I, I have a general existential dread about relegation and stuff but I think I'm worried about some quite specific tactical points at the moment Yeah, which is fair enough yeah which is, which is like, fair we, enough we yeah. can't just keep having it that a ball to the back post is a goal but surprise surprise football fans want football team to be better you know so, at certain things that they're bad at That's so let's fix yeah. let's fix some of the bad things yeah. if we keep winning brilliant and then fix them when we're ninth or whatever great yeah. but it's, it's when the problems kind of have us around 16th 17th that it all gets a little bit <sighs> Anyway, um, it'll be fun watching Match of the Day again tonight. It will. It will. <laughs> right, we'll um, we'll wrap it up there. Then thank you for watching and listening. And um, if we make it through the week, we'll um, we'll speak to you. At Wolves, we've got the weekly show. Plenty of stuff to go out this week. We'll see you in a bit. The Match Ball. 